We left our last conversation discussing verses 9 and 10 of Matthew chapter 6. In these verses, we acknowledge who we are praying to, our Father in heaven, which his name is holy above everything else. We also acknowledge that his kingdom and will will be done here on earth, just like it is in heaven. For this conversation, we will try to cover the rest of the verses. Verse 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. And I will say that this is typically for some of us the reason why we pray. It is the part of the prayer portion where we get to ask to Him. For some of us, it is the longest part of the prayer. The part that we place a lot of emphasis to. Like we talked about last conversation, this is where we have a laundry list of things we want or need. But if you notice, this is the shortest verse in the prayer. I don't believe that there are coincidences in the scripture. Everything is done with a purpose. I believe it is our responsibility for us to ask what that purpose is. As Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 13 says, It is an unhappy business that the Father has given to the children of men to be busy with. End quote. In context, Solomon's talking about wisdom. I know that may not sound uplifting, but the scriptures say what to say, and verse 18 explains why when Solomon says, For in much wisdom is much vexation, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. End quote. So let us be bold and try to seek this wisdom, for it may bring sorrow for a short time, but at least we will not stay simple-minded, as many verses in the book of Proverbs tell us not to. I would like to stress that this is a model that Christ used to teach us how to pray, and we're just having a conversation on how that may look like in our prayer lives. So, in this portion of the prayer, I'm not saying we should just ask for bread and that our ask should be composed of just these seven words. But also do not think that we should spend most of our time in it. Like we mentioned in our last conversation, he already knows our needs before we do, as Matthew chapter 6, verse 8 states. He's not surprised when you ask of him to provide for you or to heal you or anyone else. He knows but he wants you to come to him in faith. Matthew chapter 21 verse 22 says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive, if you have faith. End quote. Does that mean that he will give you whatever you ask for? Of course not. He's not a genie in a bottle. Your wish is not his command. Remember, we discussed that he knows what you need better than you do. What you ask what you ask for may seem like a common sense request and you may be tempted to tell yourself, why will he not give you this request? The Father explains this in Isaiah chapter fifty five, verse nine. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. End quote. I believe we also need to ask ourselves what kind of relationship we have with Him. We tend to have this mindset that even if we're not abiding in Him, we can somehow sucker Him to get what we want. 
Just like a good earthly father will not give into a request to his child because he or she has been out of line, our heavenly father will not either. John chapter 15 verse 7 says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you desire, and it will be done for you. End quote. So let us ask ourselves, if we really are abiding in him by following his statutes and commandments. When he does not give us what we request, it may be because we are not abiding in him and because he is disciplining us. I like to use the father-son analogy, so let us keep using that. A good earthly father will discipline his child and so will our heavenly father. Why? It is obvious. It is because he loves us as Hebrew chapter 12 verse 6 states. So, it appears to me that our prayers to be answered, we must abide in him, have faith, and that we are seeking his will and not ours, as 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 through 15 states. Let's see what Proverbs, a book of wisdom, says about prayer. Chapter 28 verse 9 says that if we turn away our ears from hearing his instructions, even our prayers are an abomination. That's very strong words. We cannot expect to be scoffers of his instruction and, and expect to receive. Now, I may be oversimplifying this, but maybe not. It is for you to discern these things through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let us move to the not-so-fun part of the prayer. This is where we ask Him to forgive our transgressions as we forgive our transgressors. There are two elements to this, and one element is needed for the other one to work. They work in conjunction with each other, and we must read carefully which one really comes first. If we read it too quickly, we may think that we must ask for forgiveness and then we can just forgive our transgressors. It is the other way around. Let us read this again. It says, And forgive us our transgressions as we also have forgiven our transgressors. End quote. Half is the key word here. It does not say, as we also will forgive our transgressors. Half is past tense, meaning that you and I already forgave whoever transgressed against us before we even come to him in prayer. Why? Christ explains in verse 14, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So what kind of transgressions do we have to ask for forgiveness? We could have a long conversation just about transgressions, but I believe we all know the basics, right? Transgressions is the same word as sin. We know that when we have done wrong against the Heavenly Father and to others, our neighbors, family, friends. But I also believe that there are transgressions that we commit subconsciously that we're not aware of. In prayer, I like to ask the Father to bring to light those sins I have committed against Him or anyone else that I'm not aware of. I also believe that as we read the scriptures more and more, He will make us aware of where we fall short. We must always be reading the scriptures so we can be aware of this. Even Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 7, 
that he did not know what it was to covet if the word had not said, you shall not covet, end quote. As stated in Exodus 20, chapter, verse, chapter, chapter 20, verse 17, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 21. The next verse has been controversial for some time and has been brought up as a controversy recently. It says, quote, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. End quote. This may seem like the Father can lead us into temptation. Can that really be so? Temptation comes before sin. So, he is tempting us to sin? That can't be right. He's holy, as 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 says. And there's no sin in him, so this cannot be right. For me, that is sufficient, but let us dig into it some more to really understand what is meant by this. So, if the Father is not tempting us, who is? Could it be us? We are tempting ourselves. Let us see what James chapter 1, verse 13 through 14 says. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. End quote. That is right, ladies and gents. It appears as us. The second part of the verse says to deliver us from evil. But praying this, we're getting ahead of the game. We know we're sinful. We know we have all kinds of evil desires. The Father knows this and we're asking Him to guide us away from it. And why is this important? It says in the next verse of James, verse 15 states, then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when, it's, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. End quote. You see, first comes desire, the first stage of sin. Then the fourth stage, sin itself, and then death. This may sound familiar for those of, for those of you that, that have dealt with cancer. The sooner you catch it, the better. What is better than, cancer, than catching cancer at stage one or catching sin before it grows? It's preventing it from ever happening. Catching cancer or the flu is not completely accurate. You don't catch cancer or the flu. If you take preventive measures like taking care of yourselves, by eating well, exercising, and maintaining a low-stress life, the possibilities of catching cold or cancer decrease. Praying this verse is the same. We're asking him to prevent us from sinning, to steer us away from it. This verse has been recently changed by those who claim to have the authority to do so. There's a lot of back and forth of this change as the, as the translation of it is the basis of the discussion. I have done my own research, and it appears to me that it should have not been changed. With that said, I'm not an expert in scripture translation, so I will leave that to others. But those who claim to have authority to make changes must remember that the Father himself instructed us not to add or subtract from his word. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2. And caution needs to be taken to a translation that has been there for over a millennium.
Now, this last piece is not about, it's not part of that prayer, but most of us end our prayer in this manner. What do you say after you finish praying? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. We typically say, in Jesus' name, amen. Most of us have been saying that for years. But why do we say it? Probably because we heard someone say it and we're just repeating it. Right? It's part of like tradition maybe. But in John chapter 16 verse 24, Christ says, Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. End quote. John chapter 14 verse 13 stays the same. But again, you can ask why in his name. I believe because everything is created through him, through Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 to 3 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. End quote. If everything was materialized through him, so are our prayers. This is also mentioned in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. If this one stumps you a little, that's okay. We'll discuss this in another conversation. We can also see support of this as Christ, after Christ's death and resurrection in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Christ, giving thanks to God and a Father by Him. End quote. Let us also keep in mind that Christ is our mediator. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul states, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ. End quote. In context, as context is extremely important when trying to understand scripture, Paul is talking about prayer. I encourage you to read 1 Timothy. It is a short letter from Paul to Timothy, just full of good stuff. Now, mediator is a light word to describe Christ. He also retains the title of high priest. We can read this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, all the way through chapter 5, verse 10. Verse 1 states, For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. End quote. He is acting in our behalf, and who better than Christ? Final thoughts. Our prayers should not be overly complicated, full of big words. The Father just wants to hear from us. He wants to know you love Him and that you seek Him. Christ's prayer is used as a template and guide for us. It is up to you to decide how to use that template. Also, let us quickly forgive each other so the Heavenly Father can quickly forgive us as well. Let us not hold to anger and resentment in our hearts for that will blacken our hearts and eat us from the inside out. I understand it's easier said than done, but with practice and as we understand how the Father forgives us, I believe it does get easier. 
I hope and pray that this conversation has brought you blessings and has stirred up your spirit to seek him more and more. I hope to see you in the third part of this conversation. Until next time.